Welcome back to the Heads and Tails Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Parabolic Performance and Rehab in Little Falls, New Jersey. And we hear from elite U.S. hockey prospect Logan Hutsko. Logan takes us through his physical, mental, and emotional recovery from a cervical spine fracture. We also hear from his physical therapist at Parabolic, Dr. Danielle Clark, and she explains the clinical aspects of Logan's rehab. Be sure to go over to headsandtails.org for detailed show notes on this episode and to learn more about what the team at Parabolic has to offer. This is Kevin Som, and you're listening to the Heads and Tails Podcast. We share stories of perseverance and inspiration in sports and in life. Welcome back to the Heads and Tails Podcast. Today we're at Parabolic Performance and Rehab in, uh, what is it, Little Falls? Little Falls. They're all around these, you know, this area. It's kind of, I saw one in Montclair the other day too, just yeah. driving around. Um, but anyway, we're interviewing uh, Logan Hutsko, and uh, he's a U18 USA hockey player on, on the development team. And we have Dr. Danielle Clark, who's a physical therapist and is also a sports certified specialist here at Parabolic. And we're going to kind of talk about a, a cervical spine injury that um, Logan has suffered and is overcoming. Uh, and uh, we're, and Dr. Clark is going to kind of talk us through what's you know what obstacles he had in his rehab and how they kind of worked around it. Um, all right, so Logan, you want to start off by uh, talking about when you first started playing hockey? Yeah, so uh, my family's very southern, um, and we were kind of the first ones in our family to leave Florida and go up north. Okay. And um, my dad was a college football player, and uh, we never really uh, knew what hockey was or anything. Uh, we moved up to Pittsburgh when I was a year old from Tampa, Florida. And um, when I was three, my dad brought home hockey tickets, and he was like, going to take my mom. My mom was like, no, Logan's been bothering me all day. He's been a pain. Get uh, this kid away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you take him? And uh, he won't stay for long So I was always like the energetic kid that yeah. we're never able. So uh, we went to the game, and um, my dad never knew what any of this stuff was. It was like it was like foreign language, but we went to the game, and uh, we were sitting like upper like nosebleed kind of. And, so so uh, no family background in hockey at all? None. none. <laughs> I don't think they watched the sport before okay. that. But cool. um, we were like watching the game, and like – little kids came out in between periods and uh, I was like dad I don't want to do that and uh he was like like yeah like you're only three like they don't do that <laughs> some guy tapped him on the shoulder and was like no seriously <laughs> yeah and uh brought me to a learn to skate and then kind of took off from there awesome so what did you love most about the sport of hockey always action there was never a dull moment right like the fights are I hate the fights but you know <laughs> the energy 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 and like I loved watching like the guys that were skilled and could just skate circles around everyone else. And like, right. That was like, that just seemed like fun to me. And like, it was never, never like a stoppage in play. Like unless there's like a whistle, but it was always like, go, go, go. Awesome. Um, what did you play any other sports growing up or was it pretty much just focusing on hockey? Um, I played baseball, like basketball, like for like little leagues and stuff like that, all those. But, uh, I never really got into them as much. The only one I'm really into is golf. I like okay. golf, but, uh, nothing really clicked. Cool. Yeah, I guess baseball doesn't really compare to the constant <laughs> action that you're uh, looking for there. Um, did you suffer any injuries uh, before your, your cervical spine injury during your career at all? Never missed a game uh, before that. All right. Uh, I broke that my... kind of sets up for a hard time when you do have to miss <laughs> games. But... Yeah, like a year before my sophomore year, broke my hand, um, went to the doctor's office, got x-rayed, told me it was like dislocated, so continued to play on it and then I went back and it was actually broken so they just threw me in a cast and I kept playing on it oh. 
So uh, right. <laughs> I never missed a game to injury. Like it was just like something I was like, why can't I just play through it? Like right. it's something you can't mess with though. So I'm, I'm assuming there's a strong culture of toughness in hockey, kind of like football and other pretty much yeah. every sport there is. So My dad was huge on uh, mental toughness. Like right. it's, being a football player, he always taught me like, you know, you fight through it and like that's just how it is. Like right. if you, it's something that you can fight through, then you do it. Right. Kind of Basically, thing. if you're walking, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been there before. Um, all right. Uh, Dr. Clark, um, what's your athletic background? Um, um, so I started doing gymnastics when I was about four years old and continued through college. So I uh, competed at a D1 scholarship uh, to UMass Amherst. And then they dropped the gymnastics team my freshman year, oh, and sweet. so I. Uh, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't give you the memo. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a I took a scholarship at University of Rhode Island. All right. And uh, finished out my college career there. So awesome. Um, so knowing what I know about gymnastics, I know there's a lot of injuries in yes. gymnastics. So what kind of injuries did you suffer from uh, as uh, an athlete? <laughs> plenty of them, from multiple ankle sprains to back stuff to shoulder surgery, kind of. Up and down all the time. A lot of chronic stuff just because of the right. constant wear and tear. But um, probably the the biggest one was my shoulder surgery right before college. What was, like, a torn labrum or? Um, so I would sublux. So essentially kind of slides out of the socket, goes back into the socket. Right. Sort of thing over and over again. And when swinging around a bar and that's happening, not, it kind of. Not a great thing, yeah. <laughs> kind of leaves some issues. So I, right. I did that right before my freshman year of college and. Thankfully, UMass, the coaches and stuff were still on board with me to sign on and stuff. So. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so what was your transition to uh, life after sports like once you were done? So that's definitely a, a really tough transition. Um, it I kind of segued because I, I had the shoulder injury, so I ended up only competing two events in college. Um, after my surgery, I never really got back to a point where I could swing bars and um, and stuff. So that kind of tapered off there and in college it's a little bit less intense actually for gymnastics than it is in high school because you kind of when you're in high school it's you know six days a week five hours a day all the time and then once you get NCAA regulations (laughs) it gets a little bit easier honestly um Logan doesn't know what it's like to have an aging body that (laughs) doesn't isn't as resilient as it is when you're 17 18 years old right Um, um so, yeah, so then, I mean, I essentially transferred because it was where my next scholarship was offered, right. and um, I was kind of up in the air with what I wanted to do, and then I came out of it, and then all of a sudden, you're just, you're done. Right. And so you're like, what? okay, yeah. now, now what do I do? Um, so, it was definitely a tough transition, trying to figure out what to do, and then from the physical side, um, I started doing triathlons because... It was really the only thing that I could I could keep. And you um, still do that today? Physical. Uh, yep. Yeah, still awesome. doing it. I'm not not quite as in, intensely, but. So what sparked your interest in becoming a physical therapist? Um, so going through all those injuries, um, you know, going through that process from being really young and starting with injuries then, and then going through a surgery and stuff. I had some really great physical therapists, and I had some really terrible ones. And so you wanted to be one of the better ones. So I kind of wanted to be one of the better ones. And um, that transition from when you're doing PT to getting back to your sport, sometimes that, you know, the insurance cuts off and then, you know, you're kind of like, what do I do next? Right. Um, and it was tough for me when I went to school initially because there was a gap in my treatment. 
and I wanted to find a way to fulfill that, um, that fulfill that gap and, you know, figure out a way for athletes to continue through their process of strength training, whatever it may be to really get back, be safely, get back to their sport. Okay. Uh, awesome. So she's, she's definitely the best physical therapist that you, I've that had, you've yeah. ever had. Awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna kind of get Logan. into that now. So, <laughs> uh, so Logan, can you talk? Can you talk to us about the cervical spine injury that you suffered and like what the mechanism of injury was? Is like were you skating? Were you checking someone? Like how did how did it all happen? Yeah. So uh, we were Thanksgiving trip in uh, Bloomington, Illinois, and uh, couldn't say I've been there before. Yeah. But. Or Indiana. Honestly, don't know, but. One you of those states that starts with <laughs> Yeah, so uh, pregame skate, uh, I was taking a face-off, and I kind of went head into the guy's chest on the face-off. Okay. And uh, his, he kind of came over me, and my head snapped down. And right then and there, I just felt like my body was just, like, numb and tingling, like, the whole right side. And uh, I not a good not a good feeling. No. Um, I felt really weak, too. Like, I was... I just kept skating Like immediately? Along. Like as soon as it happened? Yeah, like I like just the tinginess and then the numbness. And like I felt really weak too. Like I'd try and shoot a puck and it was just, I felt like weak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, went and, uh, I ended up going and uh, we, it was such a, such like a crazy injury. Like you don't really find it in hockey much, especially the part that I injured. And normally you don't get as lucky as I got like with the, with the part I injured and right. uh so what part did you injure uh C6 the uh the vertebrae the ring that circles the spinal cord it was a fracture inside that ring uh I ended up playing a game on it practiced three times on it and did two lifts on it kind of goes back to that culture of toughness that we were <laughs> yeah. talking about before and playing through that so you felt this weakness and the pain the whole entire time yeah I mean I'd skate with like my shoulders up and uh I wouldn't like I'd have to move my whole body to like look around and like thought it was like a back spasm pulled muscle something like that pinched right. nerve you know I had like a a knot in my back that was looked like like a kind of like a golf ball sticking up because like everyone was protect everything was protecting the little muscle inside or the little bone inside and uh took took me a while but once I got like through my hard head and got checked really checked out um, yeah I like remember going to the doctors I had a game that night and I was like all right, like, can we get out of here? Like, I want to be, got to go home, get my suit on, you know. <laughs> Doctor came in and was like, you have a cervical spine injury. It's fractured. And, like, so then my mom, like, I looked at my mom, like, I saw, saw a ghost and, like, started crying. I was like, what happened? And, like, he, she was like, it's, it's going to be at least six weeks. And I was like, oh, okay, like, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah, And uh, she was like, but you're really, really lucky. Like, that part is. Could have, like, could have killed you or could have like paralyzed, paralyzed neck yeah. down like the really risk of spinal cord injury when like once that that fracture happens broken, right? yeah and like and you, you were doing all sorts of stuff I, you like, know imagine like someone throwing like a bar over their head like what do they call it i don't even know if they're snatches called, or like a, like a barbell snatcher thrown over your head yeah. like that and like i played that whole week didn't get hit once wow um i didn't didn't dislodge it at all it's a little fracture in that ring so that rings dislodge it all knocks the spinal cord like it's you're done like you right. can't really um, and that's what that like, kind of weakness that you were feeling, I guess, was probably. Yeah, different. and it really, like, put into perspective, like, I didn't realize until, like, that day, like, how lucky it really was to, like, right. play this game and, like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, don't know what you had until you lose it, right, as they say? Yeah, it was um, scary. All right, so when did you start working with uh, Dr. Clark? 
I came home for a break and worked with Dr. Clark for a little bit, and we talked about it, and there was really not much to do when I was, I was, so the first six weeks, I went back to the doctor, and, um, Kind of had to wait for that thing to heal, or? Yeah, there's nothing I could do, because, like, you don't want to, I was in a neck brace. Right. So, you don't want to, like, immobile, you don't want to, like, move it or anything, and, like, dislodge it, make it even worse. So, first six weeks, I went back, and I was, like, all excited, we were. We were going to Slovakia for international tournament, and okay. um, I was all pumped up, and uh, got to the doctor, and she was like, and they, I had a ton of, like, uh, ligament, like, not ligament, uh, muscle damage from that, and um, they were like, when I went back, they are like, well, good news and bad news, the muscle damage has healed, and the bone uh, has made hardly any progress, and they kind of gave me the talk that, like, it's in a really small area. You might like not now be able to blood back. flow or something. Or? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it just be at different points, people have different healing responses. And I mean, it's a, you know, even though it's a small, small bone, the, the heal, like it needs a lot. And his, the weight of your head is on it. It's too. not so helping. It's, yeah. You know, he's process. also got yeah. spasms. He was doing some. So he wasn't stuff, in like so one of those halo things. No. Right? no. Yeah. <laughs> right. but like, um, so yeah, so it it needs to heal like completely before before you start. All right, so you at said it. that your team was going to Slovakia, yeah, to play. So, it, but you couldn't play during this time, right? Yeah. So, so like, it scared me because when I went to the doctor that time, he would, he gave me like the talk like sometimes these things never heal hundred percent and like like you might not you be might, able to play again. Or? Yeah, and like, is it really worth if it heals fifty percent and like that's what you are at for the rest of your life? Is it really worth like? being at a 50% more chance risk to be paralyzed than your teammates when you're playing hockey. and That's significant. Hit me like a wall. I feel like I hit a wall. Like I remember I was like depressed, like just so upset. And um, like I felt like I lost my identity. Like Yeah, exactly. I'm a hockey player. Like what else do I do? Right. Um, and then a friend, like I got this video. Uh, it's, a, it's a faith-based, uh, faith-based uh, company that has this like I am second. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't, though. I'll check um, it out. I'll put it in the show notes for this episode, too. Yeah, the video is Baron Batch, and uh, it kind of just, like, changed my total outlook on things. Like, it really, like, I kind of grew in, like, a, I kind of grew in my faith, like, made me realize that, like, I'm not just a hockey player, like, child of God, and I love sports, and there's just so much more to, like, my personality and me as a hockey, and I kind of found, like, more of, like, my identity, I guess. Right. Um, In something outside of hockey. Yeah. I mean, I felt, like, before, like, pretty, like, arrogant. Um, Thought, like, I was, like, no, I do this on my own. Like, don't really need anybody's help. I mean, that's being an athlete, though, too. Like, if you're not a little bit arrogant, you're probably not going to be that good. So Yeah. (laughs) No, for sure. But, like, it really just, like, changed my way of thinking and kind of changed the direction of, like, where I was headed and stuff like that, I think. Um, once I got that video, like just like watching that video, it totally brought me out of my, like my, I was depressed for like after that for like a while. And like, I got that video and I watched it and I was like, wow, like this, I'm just, I really, really am lucky that I can still begin to walk with being with and like, I got so much more to live and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So was it like watching your teammates that made you depressed or was it more so like the identity and the thought of maybe never being able to play again? A little bit of both. I mean, when you go to the rink every day, I'd, I'd go to the rink every day. Uh, I'd get film from my coach. Uh, my coach, Coach Moore, was our assistant coach, and Coach Granado and Coach Four. We'd get uh, 
we get either get Coach Moore would give me film and Coach Granado would give me film and uh, Coach Moore would have me write like reports on like the guys that like I'd watch and stuff like that right. like pro guys because I was just doing because once I hit that like I was just doing everything I can to better so myself still get better yeah so that just goes to show like there's always yeah. something that you could be doing to to get better yeah whether you're you know like the constant like improve the, like the program that I'm at is all about continuous improvement and like all that kind of stuff and like when you go to the rink every day and you see your teammates practicing getting better and you're just sitting in the stands it really like gets to you like I can't even like ride a bike or anything right. it's like and you're I, just constantly thinking I'm getting yeah. more and more out of shape and yeah it's gonna be yeah and like it really led me like I lost all my confidence um I had no confidence myself like I'd literally I was literally like delirious I'd sit in the house all day like when they were gone like you met, you can imagine like your teammates on a road trip and you're just sitting at home all day doing nothing. Yeah, FOMO yeah. to the max right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it a was, tough situation to be in for sure. Yeah, it was it, was, it sucked to be honest. <laughs> all right, so speaking of, you know, support systems that try to help you, you know, get through this hard time. Dr. Clark, you know, when did you start working with with Logan and did you kind of address some of these issues too to kind of put things in perspective for him? Well, so so to talk to his mental toughness, um, the first time I actually started working with Logan was right before he was leaving for um, for Michigan and they were and his he was like, oh, my shoulder's kind of bothering me. And I took a look at it and it just kind of like didn't feel a hundred percent right. Um, meanwhile, he's just like, yeah, it just, it just kind of hurts a little bit. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't feel great about this. Let's go see an orthopedic, you know, get an MRI, just like clear it out. Cause he was leaving, I think the next week right. or so like two needle. days. <laughs> so you worked on him before um, he even knew that. Yeah. Just once, just once or tw- just once or twice. Well, so, so, um, we went, we went to, he went to get the MRI with a, a big contrast needle. Yeah. <laughs> she was not a fan of needles. Oh, okay. yeah, no, no acupuncture <laughs> here. No dry needling. Um, and he had torn labrum and um, a cyst that was kind of impeding on one of the nerves. And um, you know, we we kind of talked about you know what was what was going to happen and talked about some of the stability stuff that he needed to do to make sure that he could get through that season with his torn labrum. You know, and then I heard about his cervical so he went he went shoulder was pretty pretty much held up okay um while he was out there and then obviously I heard about his fracture um and then I was just kind of in in kind of constant contact with his mom and what they were doing and kind of the procedure that they were going through um with that just to you know let them know that we were here for them if you know with whatever they needed um or if we needed to speak to any of the doctors or anything like that right I uh I came back and like when I came back from my injury, like, I kind of really stepped right back into it. I didn't have any physical therapy out there. Okay. Um, and that was, like, really bad because all the spasming and stuff came back. Um, it all came back around my neck and all the uh, – I was in a neck brace, so my head was, like, always tilted forward. Okay. So I developed a really, really bad posture. Right. Um, and that was Text also – Text neck from uh... – Yeah. <laughs> so when I came back, like – that's what we started to work on, like, right away. It was, like, all those muscles that fire, like, up here. And, like, my posture, I kind of lost some core strength with, like, all that kind of stuff. And I was, like, really not in, really in bad shape with all that stuff. Right. Um, like I, I, It's kind of the basics, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you give, and, um, like, specifics of what, yeah, what you so guys Yeah, so I love doing? hearing him say that because <laughs> one of the biggest things, I mean, we don't have that much time because he's, he's away most of the time. So, um, you know, I'll see him for, like, a couple weeks. Um and so one of the main points is to get across is the education 
part and what he needs to work on while he's not not here and not being treated here. Right. Um, so knowing that he's like, yes, I know I need to work on my posture and the way um, everything kind of lines up from like a whole <laughs> as I'm, from as a, I'm <laughs> leaning over <laughs> from rounded a back whole body perspective um you know to stabilize the neck to make sure his shoulders are are working appropriately and then you telling know. me how to put my seat when i drive in the car <laughs> oh, okay yeah. you know throughout the day that. no no gangster lean <laughs> no it's like it's like straight up seat it's like the most uncomfortable <laughs> thing ever um but ingraining those those new patterns that that are going to be the things that carry him through life essentially you know yeah, like exactly. throughout because he's a you know he's a young hockey player and he's a got a long career ahead um so he needs to you know he needs longevity he needs to maintain his body long term as opposed to just right now right um and so to get those get those points across where he knows that those those are the things that are important because when you've got you know when he's he's 17 and he's like all right really the things that i don't want to do are go breathe on a wall <laughs> and you know work yeah. on you know do baby <laughs> baby <laughs> neck exercises um you know not the ideal thing right. but knowing you know him being as dedicated as he is and being as hard working as he is um you know i know that he's he's going to carry that over right um, um how did you guys kind of address like goal setting at, at this point in time you know, because you probably had to take it easy, you know, and being an athlete and a high caliber athlete, you kind of want to just get right back into it. And you're used to training at, you know, one level and you had to take it down like 10 notches, you know, to, to start off again. Well, when I got back, I was cleared to play in, uh, I want to say, late February, early March. And I just hopped right back into things with like no physical therapy. And it really like messed up everything else. So like when I came home, like. I was like, like I said, like my upper body, like my whole upper back was like a wreck, like knots everywhere, like just muscles with spasm and like all that kind of stuff. So like I kind of like didn't slowly hop back into it. Like we had to like, like it got, I made it worse than it really was before I came home. And that's how, and like, that's what she's been like working on me with is like, it was really bad. Like it was like at like a nine or a 10 and like now it's at like a four or five. Okay. So like made a ton of progress yeah. with it still got work to do but yeah yeah so it's got to be patient too you know at yeah. the, the same time yeah and it's one of those things that's that's going to continue it's something again that he's going to have to work on you know for for a long period of time just to make sure that he's still resilient to to taking those those hits and right. and things like that um and because of the i mean essentially trauma of the injury like it's a when something like that happens like he's going to remember that for, right. for a long time and then you know he's he's guarded he wants to protect anything exactly that, that was actually gonna be my next question so are you back on the ice playing again or yeah i finished up the season with the last 10 games okay um but like there's just so many obstacles to overcome before I got back it was like the confidence it was like the depression kind of thing and when i came back like i was not the same player at all i was scared you're afraid out of my to mind. play yeah yeah like uh, I remember, like, I, I wouldn't play much. Uh, I, I would play. I wouldn't. I would. Yeah, I would hardly play compared to, like, what I was like earlier in the year. And, like, right. uh, I'd, I'd sit and, uh, like, the f first 10 games, like, 10 games back, like, and uh, I was scared to get hit. Like, I every time I got hit, like, I got hit one time pretty bad. 
um, it wasn't, it was like a clean hit, but it was just one of those things where like I got hit and I started freaking out. I went right to the trainer's room and I was like, I think I broke my neck again. Yeah. And he was like, Logan, Logan, calm down. Yeah. Like, you're fine, dude. You're yeah. fine. But so how'd you get over this fear? How, are you still kind of battling it? I got over it after playing a few games and like, I really just thought like putting like my trust in God and was just like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. Like he's got a plan for me. Like I'm, I've been cleared. Like there's nothing that. Like right. I, I was with some of the best doctors around, like University of Michigan. Doctor Garten was my doctor. He was a neurosurgeon, and when he cleared me, like he's he's a really good doctor. You get confidence and, like, just from getting yeah. the, the bill of health from him, right? Yeah, but it was just it was a battle because I would just be scared to go in corners, like and it was got catch up to the pace of play again. Like we're seventeen year old, sixteen year old team. We're playing a league of like twenty year olds, nineteen year olds, twenty one oh, wow. year olds. Next year, our senior year in high school, we're gonna be playing college hockey. Uh, in 20, like, we're going to be playing in the same junior league, and we're going to be playing, like, 10 college games against some of the top-ranked college teams around. So, like, D1 teams. So It's no joke. Yeah. It's to hop right back into that and to get hit. And, like, it was really scary for me, and I battled with it for a long time. And for for about the first month back, I'd battle with it. All practice, I'd battle with it. Just, just having the confidence to go in the corner and get hit and – feel fine after and that right. kind of stuff what advice do you have for athletes who you know might be feeling that same way whether it's their neck or whether it's an acl that they're coming back to yeah i mean the only way you're going to overcome that fear is if you put yourself in the situation and your doctor's cleared you and you know you're going to be fine you just gotta you just gotta continue to put yourself in the situation over and over trust, again and yeah, trust the people around you that yeah and I if mean, you don't try it then if you don't try it you'll you'll never never know. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. you'll sit in a chair for whatever um, yeah but, All right. So, what advice do you have for athletes, um, Dr. Clark, in terms of you know regaining that confidence and overcoming fear? Anything in particular? Um, I mean, you know, it always it always depends on what the injury is, and um, you know, going back to you know, going back to the injury, recognizing when it happened, um, and really you know coming to the terms with once you're done with your rehab and you're strong enough. I mean, most of the time you have to continue that. You're going to continue that rehab and whatever trainer or whatever next step you're you're doing um it needs to continue to emphasize that so you don't put yourself at risk for for other for other injuries so um but yeah you have to have the confidence or else you're going to be timid and you know then you're then you're probably more likely to get injured again because if you're not going all out um sometimes there's you know that hesitation can make things a little bit worse exactly so. yeah have you ever worked with an athlete um, who's had a similar injury to logan's um, yeah, I mean, we don't see it. We don't see it all that much. Um, I had, I think I probably had one other person, um, a couple of years ago. Um, and it was at a point where it had just, it was similar. It had just healed, but they weren't getting back to, they weren't getting back to hockey. You know, right. they were kind of getting back to more daily life sort of things. Not so it wasn't. Cause I was, <laughs> I was just thinking that like when we're thinking about like trying to gain confidence in athlete, give us an ACL, you could do like agility drills or stuff to try to get the, the athlete, you know, more confident, but getting hit that's not really appropriate yeah. for a, a physical yeah. therapy setting <laughs> i mean yeah. sometimes sometimes it's gotta be sometimes yeah. you have to test Rough those boundaries up a little bit, yeah. um yeah yes. you know i mean putting putting them in that situation that where they have to like kind of conquer that fear also is something they just need to be you know they need to be confident and ready for it and you know from the physical side we need to do whatever we can to make them feel that way awesome uh logan what's been your favorite part about working with uh dr clark and the the staff here at parabolic it's just like a great environment. Everyone's so friendly and nice and like 
I like I have fun every time I come because it's just like always joking around and like uh, it's just it's just they're they're very smart and they know what they're doing and um, they create an environment that is fun and uh, that you want to be around and stuff. It's like an athlete's paradise here. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, <laughs> you walk in, those green lights are just glowing. <laughs> yeah. you just want to get after it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, and uh, just all this all the stuff that we've done like with my rehab stuff like that like I look forward to be able to come to physical therapy and like uh just see everyone and it's just it's just a great place awesome um yeah so we're starting to wrap things up here I'll uh ask you my 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 closing questions um so what advice or Dr. Clark what advice do you have for athletes who might have suffered a a career ending injury because it it, once if it's a career ending injury like what's your motivation to kind of to continue work hard and yeah yeah, try to rehab and then then what right you know I mean I think I think that goes to to you know depending on what point in their life they are um the sport is gonna end eventually um hopefully later rather than sooner but um when that when that time comes you have to make that transition and I think what what you need to recognize um or what an athlete needs to recognize is they've they've learned a lot I mean sports athletics lend a lot of life lessons um, regardless of what they are, um, and taking those life lessons and finding what, what else will motivate them to, to, to throw themselves into. Right. Um, you know, like at the, at when I finished up, I'm, you know, I threw myself into work. I threw myself into PT. Right. Um, and I think finding that, finding that outlet, um, is something, something that's really important, but taking what they've, you know, it's a devastating thing. Right. Um, and if they can find this, the strength to, find something new and say, Hey, I, you know, this was really tough, but I'm taking, you know, all of these pieces of amazing things that I learned from my teammates, from my coaches, right. Um, and put that towards, towards something, something else, new, yeah. um, that can, can benefit them in life. Yeah. Like Logan huge. said before how he kind of found faith after, you know, going through this, mm-hmm. this injury, you know, he, this is, and his career is not over. So that's something that he can take with him, you know, the rest of his career. And then after too right you know it makes that transition to life after sports a little easier yeah whereas some people don't have that outlet while they're playing and then it's over and it's like well yeah now what but and that's an that's that's just an important life lesson that exactly is gonna, yeah you know that's going to take him even further yeah and uh dr clark what do you like most about working at parabolic um the clients the staff um i mean we have an incredible group of physical therapists, strength coaches, uh, administrative staff, we, and it's a, it's a constant team environment. So, you know, if I have a question about, you know, what one of my athletes is going to do on the strength side, um, you know, we can collaborate on what we think is the next best thing, um, to transition. And that's what, you know, I think is really important. We can take that, take that athlete and transition them if they are done with PT or whatever the restrictions are there. Um, and just collaborating with the other therapists. I mean, you know, it's one of those, there's not, you got to let egos go and say, what's going to be best for this, this client at this time. And, um, you know, put, put heads together when sometimes things aren't, things aren't going as what, as the way you want them to. Awesome. I kind of made this question up out of the blue, but, uh, so if you had an, uh, an (laughs) athlete who got injured after swimming to a deserted (laughs) Island without any access to a physical therapist and they had to rehab on their own to get back, um, but the only way, but you had to pick three plane banners like they do, you know, at the, at the shore, uh, that you could write three th- words of advice uh, for them. What would what would those three planes say? 
um so with with that example <laughs> i'm going figure out how you're gonna live <laughs> and i'm not gonna care Drink so water. much <laughs> so much about your rehab um you know i mean if they're getting a little tendonitis because they swam a little far i'm gonna say suck it up and swim back <laughs> and then <laughs> we'll deal with it when you get back um but yeah i mean that's that's a, that's an individual and situation okay. and that's a i mean and that's kind of the philosophy that we we kind of have here is every every athlete every client is different and you know even if they have the same injury their goals their perspective is going to be different right. so depending on who's on, who's on that island if there's things to keep them alive right. for a little bit ifs, yeah. you know um I would definitely go from an individual perspective. So I'm not I'm not sure what my banners would be other than like find some motivation and either stay alive on the island or swim back the best you <laughs> find can. Find a way, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this is my, my oh my closing. So Logan, you can start off. What's your personal definition of perseverance? Um, I think perseverance is never losing your never never losing like this the, the, the the big picture like no matter what what life throws at you like no matter what kind what kind of cards you're dealt um you know never losing faith in like what your goal is and never uh never giving up in that on that goal like there's so many so many so many uh bad things that can happen along the way and like so many uh tough situations that you're going to be in and like it's not easy to it's not easy to get to your goals and, and as long as like you're re- willing to do the work and willing to get up when you don't want to get up and willing to willing to eat what you don't want to eat and that kind of stuff like that my 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 definition of perseverance is doing what you don't want to do and um doing it to the best of your ability and um just not giving up on the big picture and your goal it's awesome i never got that answer before but i like that it's cool um dr clark what's your definition of perseverance um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think that, you know, in, in life, in sports, there's the biggest thing you learn from is some form of failure or setback or adversity. And when, when that happens, that getting up, the getting back up again and, and pushing through it, um, is huge. And it's, it's with anything with, with anything in life. I mean, I, I've, I've been somebody in the past that like has been afraid to fail. It just, and, what and that I, you wouldn't try or, or, you know, or I was more hesitant to do things, um, you know, that I didn't think I was going to be good at maybe. Um, and I kind of have, you know, through college and stuff, I spun that around and now I do everything that I'm bad at, but <laughs> <laughs> or I at least try those things. But I think putting yourself out there, um, and trying things that you're afraid to do or that, you know, you've been kind of kicked down and stepping up to, to figure out why that happened and learning from those failures is what is what's gonna push you through and make you a better person and you know um just overall give you a better perspective and a, yeah, a better how, outlet to help other people yeah. and yeah grow as a person awesome if i can uh, i'll share one more thing yeah like, of course about perseverance like when i was injured in like past couple of years like there's been like a like i've had this bible verse that's really kind of like stuck with me yep um and it's kind of like with the perseverance kind of thing and uh Psalm twenty three four and it's if oh Kevin Psalm or sorry Kevin Psalm <laughs> no. <laughs> no Psalm twenty three four and it's even though I walk through the darkest valley fear no evil fear with me and um, that kind of that kind of really stuck with me when I was through my perseverance because not alone and you have support and um, you're no matter how 
bad, the cards you're dealt, you're never going to be alone. And that's, that's kind of the thing that really stuck with me. Awesome. Well, thanks, Logan. Thanks for taking the time after your, uh, your, your session to uh, share your story. And thanks, Dr. Clark, for taking us through the more clinical aspects of his recovery and also sharing your own, your own story. Um, thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Thank Kevin, you. for uh, having us be a part of this. All right, no yeah. problem.